the sling and a stone But the heart of a lion dared him to go To hear the sound of the cynical Die out with the sound of the giant's fall Welcome to our online church services. Thank you for joining us this morning. It's my prayer that you will experience the Lord's presence even where you are. Um, doesn't matter when you are looking. I'm sure that um, our services, and this one in particular, that the Lord will use this to make a difference in your life. We had a church board meeting uh, over the last weekend, and it was quite heartening to, to see how many people are watching and following our online church service. It's, it's amazing to, to see the impact the Word has on so many people's lives. So um, I just want to thank you for allowing us into your sitting room every Sunday. And if you're watching it in a week, it doesn't matter. Um, it is a privilege for us to share the gospel in your homes. I want to start our church service this morning with scripture reading from Psalm 4. So let's bow our heads in prayer and listen to this Psalm of David. Answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will you men turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Know that the Lord has set apart his faithful servant for himself. The Lord hears when I call him. Tremble and do not sin when you are on your beds. Research your hearts and be silent. Offer the sacrifices of the righteous and trust in the Lord. Many, Lord, are asking, who will bring us prosperity? That let the light of your face shine on us. Fill my heart with joy when their grain and new wine abound. In peace, I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety.
Lord Jesus, our prayer this morning is that we want to come into your presence. You are the Lord that looks after each one of us. You are the one that protects us. You are the one we trust with our lives and with the lives of the people we love. We come this morning into your presence. And Lord Jesus, we want to ask you to open the scriptures in our hearts for us to understand it, but even more so for us to change our life according to scripture. Holy Spirit, use our hearts and our minds as a vessel for your glory. Amen. You remember last week we talked about David and Goliath. And this week we follow up on that story. Um, because David became a hero. When he, when he got back from the battlefield after, after killing Goliath, he came back and there was just song, song of praise for him. Let's read about that. Um, 1 Samuel 18. 1 Samuel 18, we're going to read from verse 6. When the men were returning home after David had killed the Philistine, the woman came out from all the towns of Israel to meet King Saul with singing and dancing, with joyful songs and with tambourines and live. As they danced, they sang, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his tens of thousands. Saul was very angry. This refrain displeased him greatly. They have credited David with ten thousands, he thought, but me with only thousands? What more can he get but the kingdom? And from that time on, Saul kept a close eye on David. The next day, an evil spirit from God came forcefully on Saul. He was prophesying in his house while David was playing the lyre, as he usually did. Saul had a spear in his hand, and he held it, saying to himself, I'll bring David to the wall. But David eluded him twice. Saul was afraid of David, because the Lord was with David. But he departed from Saul. So he sent David away from him and gave him command over a thousand men. And David led the troops in their campaigns, and everything he did, he had great success. In everything he did, he had great success, because the Lord was with him. When Saul saw how successful he was, he was afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David, because he led them in their campaigns. Verse 26, when the attendants told David these things, he was pleased to become the king's son-in-law. So before the allotted time elapsed, David took his men with him and went out and killed 200 Philistines. When Saul realized that the Lord was with David and that his daughter Michal loved David, Saul became still more afraid of him and he remained his enemy for the rest of his days. That concludes our scripture reading. We read in this piece of scripture that Saul was jealous on David. And he saw in David a massive threat for his kingdom. David would have known that the Lord had a calling on his life. David would have known that something special took place in Bethlehem when he was um, when, when when Samuel came and where he was dedicated to the Lord. Uh, David knew um, that he was a special uh, he had a special purpose in the Lord's plan for Israel. 
And the interesting thing is, he was willing to wait for it. And he knew he had to trust the Lord. How do, you, how do we know that? If you look at David's Psalms, I, I, I counted quickly and could be wrong, but there were 62 instances where David writes in his Psalms, just trust in the Lord. You don't write that down if you don't mean it. So David, David knew he will become king, but he had to wait and he had to trust in the Lord. What do you do? When people hurt you. What do you do when you are unfairly blamed for something you haven't done? When you are criticized. Humiliated. When people tell lies about you. When you, when you are hurt. Misused. Manipulated. What do you do? <laughs> to be honest with you. I sometimes lose it. I sometimes get angry. Um, I sometimes try to justify myself. I sometimes even try to hurt someone back. That's what we do. And if we look at scriptures, what Jesus told us to do, he, he told us to turn the other cheek, walk the second mile. If someone takes something, give more. Pray for your, pray for your enemies. Start to love the people that persecute you. Difficult things that the Lord asks us to be. But the important thing is we must start to realize that if we want to be part of his kingdom, if we want to be his followers, he expects us to live totally different than the way the world around us live. And that's going to make the big difference. Because what, what does David do when he's in a situation where he's uh, to hide, where he's uh, persecuted, where Saul wants to kill him, and there's nothing that he did wrong. Saul knew he's going to lose his kingship to David. And he tries everything in his power to get rid of David. We see that in, in, uh, from, chap from chapter 19 that we read uh, through to chapter 26. Different occasions, different things he tries. Uh, scripture we read there was an instance where twice he threw his spear at David um, to kill him, to pin him to the wall. Um, in the next uh, uh, in, end of the, uh, the chapter we read, he sent him on, on, on a war with the Philistines that the Philistines may be killing. And then in chapter 19, he sent soldiers to kill David. And we're going to read a few verses from, from Psalm 50 59 later that tells that story. But he tried everything his power. Later on, he, he gets all his leaders together. Tell them he wants to kill David. Um, he tried to kill his own son because Jonathan supported David. And, and his, his own daughter, Michal, turned against him, helping to save David to get killed. I mean, there was different people uh, helping David. The, the priest in Nob and later in Rama helped David. And Saul was so angry he killed them all. It was a tragedy, tra tragedy what happened there. And how, how a jealous king didn't mind what he did, but he got to hold on his kingship fanatically. And then from verse 21 to verse, uh, chapter 21 through to chapter 26, he persecutes David, follows him, 
gets all his followers to get together, his army, and he chased David through deserts and through different places. We'll get back to there right now. But what does David do? I think that's, that's the interesting thing that we've got to notice. The first thing we've got to take note of is that the Lord was with David. And you know what a massive difference that makes. We read about that in chapter 18, verse 12. Chapter 18, verse 12, Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with David. Verse 14, we read, In everything did he had great success because the Lord was with him. And down in verse 28, it says again, When Saul realized that the Lord was with David and that his daughter Micah loved David, Saul became still more afraid of him. The big difference was the fact that the Lord was with David. What a massive witness that is. And I really do hope that that can be true of your life and my life. That see, people will look at us, especially when we're in trouble, especially when situations are difficult, and that they can see that the Lord is with us. And the Lord is making a difference in each one of our lives. And the way we act and the way we speak, the way we treat people, the way we react is in a way that it is clear that we live in the presence of the Lord. The second thing that's interesting is that David flees for his life. Sometimes you've got to get away. Sometimes the best tactic is to run and hide. Sometimes the best tactic is not to stand and fight. Because you've got to change the character of what is happening, of what is taking place. Saul wants a fight. The Lord tells David, run and hide. I will protect you. Um, and that's where, where we find that, David. Two, three times he went to the Philistines, hide, hide, um, find a hiding place there. Then we read how he hides in deserts and caves. Um, we, read, we read about the uh, Adulam uh, cave, the Jared forest, the Sif um, desert and Engedi desert. Different places throughout Judah where David uh, hid to get away from Saul and his army. And then third thing happened. David had twice the opportunity to take revenge. Two times David had opportunity to kill Saul. Once in chapter 24, once in chapter 26 and 24, and David and his men were hiding in a cave. Um, and Saul came. And he sat down in the cave. Sat down to rest in the cave. And his men told David, Here is Saul, you can kill him now. The Lord keeps him in your hands. And what did David do? Cut off a piece of his cloak. He didn't touch Saul. And when Saul left, he called him back and said, Listen, I could have killed you. I don't want to kill you. It's for the Lord to, to be the judge. I can't judge you. And Saul promised he will, he will leave David alone. But he did not. Two chapters later in verse 26. The kind of same thing happened. They followed David into the uh, desert. And um, slept, in a, slept in a place. And David came in the night. Came at Saul's. At the place where Saul was sleeping. Took his spear and took his, uh, his water can. Called out at him the next morning, say, Listen, I could have killed you. And his men told him, The Lord gives him in your hand, kills him. And he didn't do it. 
How could David do this differently? How could David stay so calm and not retaliate? If we look at Psalm 59, maybe there's one, two clues for us to understand this. I'm only going to read two verses. Psalm 59, I just want to read the first one, first verse. Uh, for the director of music to the tune of Do Not Destroy of David. A miktam, that's a kind of song. When Saul had sent men to watch David's house in order to kill him. Okay? So that's the setting. David sits in his house. There's men coming around to kill him. And this is what he writes down. Listen, listen carefully. Uh, verse 9, the following. He says, You are my strength. I watch for you, God. You are my fortress, my God, on whom I can rely. It's amazing. And then down in, 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 in verse 16, he says the following. But I will sing of your strength in the morning. I will sing of your love, for you are my fortress, my refuge in times of trouble. David says, the Lord is my strength. The Lord are my fortress. He's the one where I hide. He's the one where I'm safe. If I'm with him, I'm untouchable. How amazing is that? I will wait upon the Lord because I know he will protect me. It doesn't matter what people are doing. It doesn't matter what they are shouting. It doesn't matter what Saul is doing. The Lord will protect me. I will wait upon the Lord. We are quick to react. We are quick to say things. We are quick to shout out, to hurt someone who got the same. This psalm tells us David learned to wait. And maybe, maybe that's an important thing for us to learn. If we, if we trust the Lord, we've got to learn to wait. Um, even if our natural reaction is to hit back. To hurt someone with our words, with our deeds. The second thing David does, verse 16, is he sings a song to the Lord. Um, normally, when we're in trouble, we don't sing. We will whistle in the dark because we're afraid, but we won't sing. Singing is normally associated with joy, with worship, with praise. And David says, these people want to hurt me. I will sing a song to the Lord. Because I'm not worried. I trust the Lord. I'm dependent on the Lord with my whole heart. They can come. They can do anything. I will sing a song. You must never underestimate the power and the impact of worship. It's not just a song in the beginning of the service and a song at the end of the service. Worship is where we open our hearts, where we have joy in the Lord, where we praise Him. Because we know he will come through and protect us. doesn't matter what's happening around us. David, the big challenge, the dare to believe was to, in the most difficult situation, to keep on trusting that the Lord will provide. To keep on trusting that the Lord will protect him. And that the Lord will look after him. And the Lord will take his side. Um, at the end of uh, chapter 24. After 
um, David had the opportunity to kill Saul and he said, sorry, I'm not going to do it. He says the following for Saul, 1 Samuel 24 verse 16. And David finished saying this, um, sorry, verse 15. May the Lord be our judge and decide between us. May he consider my cause and uphold it. May he vindicate me by delivering me from your hand. The Lord will be my judge. How amazing is that? I don't have. I, David says, I don't need to judge Saul. The Lord will be the judge. He could have easily have killed Saul. But you know what would have happened then? The moment he kills him, he would have carried that with him for the rest of his life. The moment he kills him, he would have taught his people that the way forward is to retaliate. To hurt back. To get your own peace. But if we serve the Lord, we need to, to live in another way. In another way. According to another, uh, um, according to another standard of living. We can't live our lives. We can't build relationships on retaliation. There's no chance about that. No chance that that will succeed. No chance that there can be healthy relationships if in our mind we want to retaliate the whole time. We've got to stop that. And David knew that. That's why he didn't kill Saul. The second reason is that he knew if he killed Saul, he would have lost his credibility. He was the one that everyone was saying, wow, David's amazing. The Lord's with David. So you can't go around and do what you want and live like you want because you are the one that represents the Lord. So think a little bit about that. When you go to school, you're representing the Lord. When you go to work, when you come back home, when you drive in the streets, when you're in the shops, when you're on the sport field, you're representing the Lord. And the fact that you believe the fact that you tell people that you believe gives you a kind of credibility if you live up to it that was a challenge doesn't matter how difficult it is our character comes through when we in difficult situation not not when life's easy everything works out fine third reason is that you can't build a kingdom on a revenge can't do that. Um, if you want to build a kingdom, you've got to build it on healthy relationships. If you want good, solid relationships with people, you can't build that, build that on revenge. And that's why Jesus told us, turn the other cheek, walk a second mile, pray for your enemies, forgive the people that hurt you. Fourth reason, and maybe one of the most important ones, is the moment David killed Saul, Everyone would know that David doesn't really trust the Lord to protect him. He doesn't really trust the Lord to be the judge. And he would have lost all his authority as new leader of Israel. So if you say you trust the Lord, do you really trust him? Will you stand back and wait? Will you allow him to be the judge? Will you wait 
with what you wanted to say and wanted to do. David was the best king of Israel. Everyone agrees with that. There was no one. There was no one like David. He was uh, somewhere in scripture. Read that the Lord said he was. He was special to the Lord. People followed him easy. We've read that people loved David. They sang songs about his his conquerors. An amazing guy. But at the end of the day, he walked the more difficult path to become king. He, he went through troubles, persecution. But he knew that the Lord gave him his promise that he will provide, that he will come through, that he will look after him, that he had to trust the Lord. Maybe that's what we need to hear. Maybe we must listen again to 1 Samuel 24, 16, where, where, where David says, verse 15, May the Lord be our judge and decide between us. Let's trust the Lord in any situation we find ourselves in. Let's trust the Lord that His presence will make the difference. Let's listen to Psalm 34 in the way David describes this. So let's bow our heads in prayer. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who, who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered in shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed are those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people. For those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The righteous may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers them from them all. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that we can trust on your deliverance. That you will protect us. That you will be with us. And that you will use us as your representatives here on earth. So that people can see that you are with us. And I pray for our family and for our friends. And I pray for our protection, Lord Jesus. I want to ask that your love and your mercy will be with us for all the days. And that we will glorify your name in everything we do. Amen. We have an opportunity to bring our offerings. Um, you've got all the information down below.
just a quick word of thanks for everyone that that's continuing to give throughout this whole um, lockdown period. Um, without your contributions, the ministry would have been impossible. So thank you for each one of them for that. Our birthdays this week, sorry, Starfelt. Uh, I'm now the Villiers birthday on 24th of May. May be an amazing day for you. I hope you've got to get a nice big present. Andrew McDonald, Carolina uh, Storm, 26, Clarice from Rensburg, Alicia Johnson, Alicia, uh, may you have an amazing day. And Kubus van Amara, to all of you, may it be a blessed, um, blessed birthday. I invite you to our next sermon uh, on the series story of David the Matsuba. Scary story. One of those stories that we sometimes ashamed to read. So, next Sunday, um, appointment with David and Batsuba. I, um, if you are part of a, of a small group, there's Bible studies available. You can just uh, go on our website. You can see that. Everything is there. Um, there's a small um, key holder that you can um, order. Um, it says, Dare to Believe. So, um, order, your, order your key holder. We've got the link here. Just uh, click on the link and go there. And then um, just a quick word. Uh, we had a church board meeting over the weekend and one of the, we were looking at when can we return to normal church services. And it seems as if, um, if the, the, the time frame, if the government's time frame works out, um, the first time we can be to come together as church will be on June the 27th. But hold your horses. Um, it's not yet finalized. Closer to the time, we'll give you the final time and place for when our next church service will be going. We will still continue with our online services, so don't worry that you can, will miss out on any of that. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine His countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.